Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast, your source for the latest information about your Army Black Knights, with your host, Sal Interdonato. Hey, what's up, Black Knight Nation? Another edition of the Old Grads podcast here with Steve Anderson. And we have a very special guest tonight, um, Ben Kotwika, captain of the 1996 Army football team that had that 10-win season. And uh, Steve's often mentioned Ben as his uh, men- one of his mentors um, for football at West Point and even in the, in the Army itself. So um, we're happy to get Ben on the program. Um, if you guys want to check us out, we're all over the podcast platforms. You can rate. Um, you could review and you can subscribe to us. We're also live on YouTube and uh, Periscope. So, Steve, uh, let's welcome in Ben uh, into our podcast. Uh, thanks, Ben, for having uh, taking a couple minutes tonight. Sal, great to see you, Steve. Always a pleasure, and uh, thanks for having me tonight, guys. Of course. Yeah, Coach, uh, always good seeing you. Always good catching up um, and look forward to it. Yeah, we were just like before that we just got started, we were just talking about, you know, what's going on with people, what's going on with lives. And it seems like, Steve, uh, you always talked about uh, Ben, I guess, from your prep school days when you first met him, right? He was your defensive coordinator in prep school and just the relationship that you guys built from there. Maybe you could discuss that and maybe we can get, you know, Ben's take on what he saw, you know, how the relationship started, so to speak. Yeah, I think the, there's two really big uh, memories I have uh, going into one, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into when I went to West Point. Um, so having, you know, day three, day four, whenever we started sports, a guy, you know, a coach who's like a big brother who had been there, done that, and then kind of put everybody hearts at ease and minds at ease. Like, hey, guys, like, I know it's kind of crazy right now, but trust me, it's, it's, it's not that hard. Like, I did it. You guys can do it. Just stick together. Um, but there's a couple, there's two really good stories. Um, of course, Coach Kawika, uh, Benny K wore number 44 at West Point. My prep school year, I wore number 44. Uh, we're both built pretty similarly, uh, about five, you know, five ten, five eleven. Um, you know, 205 to 225, you know. Uh, so there was immediately, there was some comparisons uh, from me, from my teammates that were like, Hey, you know, you know, coach K is just your dad. Like you're going to play linebacker just like your dad. And, you know, coach would always say, Oh, I'm like, calm down, like a big brother. Okay. Like I'm not, not, not dad, but we, um, you know, one of the things coach K brought was a team building exercise to camp, right? You got, you got 75 guys all over the country, all different, you know, ways they grew up, all different values, you know, and you got to get them to Army values as quick as possible. And most sports guys, you know, they just want to win, so they'll work together. So, um, but one of the things we did was a team-building exercise, and I impersonated uh, Coach K. Uh, you know, one, of the things, one of the things he would say during practice is, like, if you didn't know what you do, he's like, I don't care where you go, just, just go somewhere fast. I don't care, just go somewhere fast, get away. Um, and he used to say that to us at prep school. So I used to, we did a couple, uh, couple jokes, you know, I acted as him and then he comes in, in this, in this like cut off t-shirt with body under construction on the back of it. And he just, woo, let's go football. It's game time. Let's go. Woo. You know, basically asking, like acting like me, pre-practice locker room, you know, just getting the guys fired up. 
um, and just one of the – I still remember watching him. We were in the youth maps, uh, the prep school theater, and he comes out. Um, and just, again, this is – this is uh, you know, at the time, it's just our coach. But as we stayed there longer, this is a brother, right? He's, he's part of the brotherhood. He's the one that taught us about God forgive, brothers don't, and, and, and how it's a brotherhood. Um, and him just meeting us, putting himself out there and doing something crazy, um, showing us his personality and kind of just, you know, I mean, it set the tone. I mean, we had a great prep school team. Um, and although we had, you know, some, you know, a couple fallouts from that defense, I mean, that was the defense that ended ultimately, you know, led to that Army football, you know, bowl win in 2010. I mean, the heart of that was our prep school defense. So, um, it all started, you know, with those, you know, those 75 guys on the team or whatever it was um, back on, you know, day 10 of meeting each other and, and trying to build a team. Uh, and then the second thing was his intensity when reading uh, our games. So our game plans, right. When we read, he would, he would, um, he would make them operations orders. So our game plans would be in op orders and he'd give us a situation of, the team that we're going into, you know, the mission, right? What is our mission, right? He's teaching us military lingo and military, you know, something that as future officers, we all, you know, it's hilarious now um, because I've written a bunch of op orders. But at the time, I was like, what is this coach talking about? What is an op order? I haven't even learned that yet. Um, so, again, just bridging the gap. Um, I have nothing but the – utmost respect for for coach k and the appreciation me and him had a couple good conversations and he had ultimately a conversation with me that basically you know re-blued me as you would say in the infantry on you know my commitment to the academy and if we get into that we will but um you know something i you know he's he's a guy that i owe uh my career at west point and staying there um, he was a mentor that did that, and I still reach out to him this day. And I just—it's always good seeing him, uh, and I, I look forward to, uh, to talking with him. Ben, was there something um, in Steve that reminded you of yourself a little bit when you were when you guys first met, or no? Uh yeah, Sal. Uh, you know, there's a there's a ton to unpack there. You know, in the relationship that um, uh, Steve and I had, and even my time at the at the um, you know, back then the prep school was at Fort Monmouth in New Jersey. Um, it was at a, at a different location. Um, I had just come out of the military. So I had just come from, uh, during that time, I had just come back from Iraq as a, as a company commander flying Apaches. And so, um, uh, coach Ross had given me the opportunity to get into the coaching world and, and get back into the prep school. So, um, I, I really enjoyed the experience there, um, and Steve was a huge uh, part of it. You know, when you go to the prep school, you're not just a football coach. You know, I did the defensive side. I got by the name of Coach Brian Cook that was the head coach and did the offensive side, but you did everything there. I mean, you were the, um, you know, you not only did a, you know, PE teaching, uh, you know, you cut the grass, you lined the field, you did a tape, and it was really cool and being surrounded with great people uh, like Steve uh, made it one of, you know, probably one of the best 
best chapters in my uh, life. So uh, with Steve, uh, yeah, in, in, in instant connection, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, when you take in these cadet candidates and, you know, you're kind of looking across the board and you're measuring them all up and they're coming from all walks of um, all walks of life, all parts of the country, um, it didn't take long to, to kind of look out and see uh, Steve and, and think for a minute that maybe I was looking into the mirror to a degree. Uh, not only in the physical appearance, but the size and then the way that we went about business. And so, um, you know, there was, a, there was a, a connection there. And I think that connection was strengthened uh, when Steve moved to the comedy show or the, you know, it was kind of, you do this in the NFL, like in training camps, you know, you do a rookie comedy show, you do some skits. And so here comes Anderson out and, you know, he looks just like Katwika. You know, I think that just kind of reinforced uh, uh, not only like you know, what we look like, but the intensity and the way that we went about business. So, uh, Sal, that's kind of where that, um, you know, that's that's kind of where the roots got sown there. And uh, and, and as Steve mentioned, you know, we've been enough to be able to keep in touch from time to time and stuff. And uh, just to hear him talk, I'm glad that I've been able to have a positive impact. And as a coach, that's really why you do it. You know, I think that. Those are some of the parallels. And Steve, you know, you're in the military now. I think that when you can have a positive impact in somebody's life, whether as a lieutenant, on a soldier, or as a company, or as a as a captain, as a soldier, and now as a coach, I think uh, that's one of the coolest things that you can do. And uh, I really appreciate what you had to say. Steve, did you know anything about Ben's um, Army football career before or during that Army prep year, or? Were there any stories that he did he tell any stories about like what it was like to be an army football player or did, um, did those happen? Yeah, no, I, I think it all kind of came out in that set here where um, you know, as he's trying to build, you know, I mean there's some there's you know, without knowing it, um, you know, there's some dark years at the academy, uh, with army football. Um you know, from post coach Kawika's kind of core group where you know, as a senior, kind of fizzled out with the freshman. He was able to touch that that group uh, of seniors there. You know, there was a couple of defeated years where we didn't win a game. Um, so this was kind of, uh, you know, and now we got Coach Bobby Ross. All right. So the whole one of his one of Coach Kawika's things he talked about was we got to reestablish dominance um, like we had. Um, and of course, it doesn't take, you know, People tell you, you know, we had um, we had a graduate assistant of Seth Lotz, who's uh, I believe a major now. Rob Davis, um, and then the, the running back. We had a running back, uh, Carlton Jones. So all, all really good athletes at West Point. We didn't see a lot of success, and they're young lieutenants to us. They're coaches, but when I look back at my career now, I'm like man, I you know I was just a those guys were just lieutenants when they were instructing us now they're all majors or they're out doing great things but they would tell us like hey coach coach Kawika knows what it takes to win right and um we served you know there's there's tape on coach k and you can youtube you know army great teams and of course all all we wanted to do was win we wanted to be the team that brought winning football back and me and you know mike white uh who was an offensive lineman at the prep school you know josh mcnary which we talked about the other day marcus hilton all those guys that um, I played with the, at the, you know, at the prep school, we all 
had to make a decision. And, and Coach Kate told us about his story about how he, you know, they came in. They were like, look, we're we're done with this. Like, we're going to win and we're going to hold each other accountable. And that's that's it. That's the end of it. Like, we're not going to look back. And that's kind of what we did um, as we finished out prep school. You know, we had a tough loss to Navy. You know, I have a horrible record against Navy and Air Force. You know, I'm 0-5 against Navy, 0-4 against Air Force. So, I'll never get those years back. But, you know, losing the Navy at prep school was kind of like when we all looked at each other, you know, around the table and said, hey, are we all going to West Point? Are we going to change this shit? Are we going to bring this 9-2 and two record that we just had at prep school? Are we going to bring this – to army who just went you know two and ten like are we gonna end this um and he kind of was the one that was like look it's a decision you got to make and once you make it like you hold each other accountable and that was that was uh so we knew coach k could play ball um you know he was good in the right room he was a great uh mentor to have in the weight room as well for a lot of those guys that never lifted before uh, and stuff like that so it was it was good i still was i mean even as a coach i mean i you know, Steve would put on like, you know, 235 and I'd press 315 and been like, hey, this is how it's done, you know, so. <laughs> I couldn't do it now. Couldn't do it now. Forget it. Yeah. What, um, ben, what, uh, seeing that, that, that team, that 2010 team have so much success that you were a part of at the prep school, how rewarding was that? Like you talked about, you know, it's great to see like when the people that you're coaching or the people that you're working with, you know, have that success. What was that like to see from, I guess, the outside when that happened? Yeah, I, I think that is tremendously rewarding, um, you know, from a coach standpoint. And then from a, you know, a program standpoint, I think Steve hit a little bit on the head as far as like, like where Army football is today wasn't where it was during some periods of time there. And there was a bit of a transition. And I think that, um, you know, we had success when I was there. Um, you know, it was really cool to to see the commitment through with guys like Steve and Josh McNary and that group, and to have it culminate. You know, with a, a, a trip like, well, Armed Forces Bowl, right? That was the, the the bowl that you guys ended up going to, and so uh, you know, all the work and stuff that goes into it. But uh, there was a lot of seeds that were choices that had to be made. A lot of uh, you know, commitment. And, you know, Steve had mentioned, um, you know, the conversation we had on a commitment. I, I remember having those conversations with not only like Steve, but a lot of the, you know, kids at the prep school, because they get to that point, and, you know, questions begin, hey, what am I, you know, what am I doing? Am I going to continue forward? And I, it's just a testament to Steve and that class that they were able to stay together and continue forward and make a difference. And, uh, ultimately go to that, that bowl game. Steve, I still, I, I don't think I can outbench you, dude. I, I do think I, I would have got you back in the day there, though. Because, you know, I was the weight room coach as well, you know. So, you know, weight room coaches, they got to be all good. <laughs> you look like you still lift, though. Yeah, I still get after it, Coach. I mean, I'm yeah. not you know, we just moved to the Army Combat Fitness Test, which... Oh, look at you. So it's, uh, you know, it, you get to deadlift now. It's a more of a well, you know, it's not just push-up, sit-ups and a two-mile run. There's still, yeah. fortunately, there's still a two-mile run. I was really hoping it'd go down to a mile run. Um, but I hover around, you know, I still hover around 220, 230. I try to be as, you know, I still try to be as big and as strong and as fast as possible. 
You still trying to get you still trying to get into the league? Trying to get in? XFL may be coming back. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I'm 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 good. I uh, I've kind of I, I I haven't seen a deadlift rack in about 15 years. So I just stick with the stick with the band work, man. I get my band work in. Hey, I'll uh, look. My wife's big into yoga. She's got me doing yoga. Uh, well done. I, I have cured a lot of my posterior chain issues there you uh, go. with with you know some yoga so i am not afraid to admit and give a shout out to how important the posterior chain can be fixed um with you know a couple yoga three times a week sessions nothing long you know but 30 minutes you'd be surprised flexibility the most aspect of physical fitness I always remember that my friend mm-hmm. Sorry, Sal. No, you're good. Okay. Uh, just would like to talk about your playing career at Army. Yeah, we had that 95 uh, uh, team reunion uh, a couple weeks back, and you know, a lot of people say that that team um, set the, uh, planted the seeds for the 96 team to have the success, the 10 win season. Um, is that something that you buy into that that 95 season kind of catapulted the 96 team to the success that they that you guys had? Yeah, yeah, I, I do buy into that degree. A uh, ton of intangibles. You know, you mentioned that 95 team back when I was there, you know, Cantaloupe and Davis and those guys. Um, you know, there, there was definitely some intangibles that helped us achieve, you know, the success that we had. Uh, as important or more important, we, we, we had good football players. Um, you want to be a good football team? You got good football players. Players like Steve Anderson, players like Cannon and Makeda and Colin. I mean, now you get back to like our era when, you know, we did, um, you know, to the bowl game and ended up beating Navy. I mean, we had good football players. Uh, Ronnie McKay, excellent quarterback. Um, you know, the, the, the that offensive line was very good. Guys like Woodrick, Jeff Ink, uh, Doug Chadwick. Uh, I mean, they those are good football players on the defensive side. I mean, CWSDs and Colin Kearns were an excellent group, um, you know, on the inside that were able to stop the run. Stephen King, who I played against. Um, so, Sal, I do agree that, yes, intangibly, you've got to believe that you're going to win. In. And I think, like, my junior year when we were able to compete very well, going out to Washington um, and losing at the end of the game there, even though we lost the football game, it was kind of like, hey, and then the game, of course, where – we didn't convert the two-point conversion. I think those um, very close losses to very good football teams, I mean, I think both of those teams at that time were in the top 15 in the country. I think that helped us lead to the belief that, listen, even though we were losing the Navy, 99-yard drive in order to make that happen in my senior year, it was reinforced the belief. But, um, you know, just just like Army now, I mean, I, I will they got good football players, and uh, you know, I, I think that helps. What what do you have a favorite um, memory in your army career? Do you have a favorite game? Um, would it be senior year Navy, or what? What would be your? What would be- uh, well, the cool thing, Sal, is there's a bunch to choose from. So, um, you know, when you have success like that, you have a, a bunch of games. Um, you know, just in those memories, you think of the big, you know, we played Syracuse up there. 
um, with Donovan McNabb and the Carrier Dome, though not a great memory, but really cool. I mean, they were a top 15 team in the country at that time. Um, you know, we played in the Independence Bowl, uh, which we didn't come out on the winning end, but, you know, to be out there on the last, um, uh, you know, your last game. I would say if there's one point, it was the Air Force game that we played at our place um, my senior year. Uh, it was kind of a nationally televised game. I remember Mikey Stadium being filled and Air Force was good. Um, and we had struggled to beat them while we had had success against Navy beating them a few times in a row, we still had not gotten over the Air Force hurdle. And uh, Morgan was the quarterback out at Air Force. And they were, you know, they were, I want to say, top three or four in the country in rushing. And we were able to um, beat them at our place. Uh, Joe Hewitt had a tremendous day running the football. Makeda was excellent with his passing efficiency. And then, of course, Lashinsky, I mean, you know, he played, you know, he had he had a, a couple visits there in the, in the NFL. I mean, so – that game at that place at that time, if you had asked me the one memory, that was it. Yeah, you know, you talked to a lot of Army football grads, and, you know, we, we had this chat on the podcast um, the last week about Navy or Air Force. You know what? I, I'm assuming that for most grads, the Navy game means a, means a lot. And where does the Air Force game fit into the, the whole service academy commander-in-chief's um, trophy round robin? But to say that you know that air the air force game was one of your most and you know most favorite memories is is saying something you know in in the rivalry so to speak right because i know that now yeah. rivalry is kind of evening out a little bit on the army side but back then air force was one of i mean was that a little bit ahead of army and navy i guess consistent consistency right wise right yeah and, and, and times change you know my my spotlight into those four years where we were playing there might be different than what Steve, you know, I, I don't know what your record was again, you know, Navy and air force and that, but you know, for that period of time from uh, you know, 90, uh, 94 through 97. Uh, yes. Uh, Navy was a big football game, but I do think uh, that game that was played late in the afternoon on a Saturday uh, at Mikey was, was, was really, really cool. And uh, the thing that I also remember on that was the bond between the core and the team. I mean, it was really, uh, it was really a special time and that was a special night. Yeah. I mean, when Army's playing winning football, there's no better place than Mikey Stadium for the atmosphere, right? Because it's not just the pa everything that's going on before the game. It's during the game here in that core cadets. Um, Steven, Steven, Ben, maybe you could talk about that. How much, how much can that, does that fuel players? When, when that's happening, I mean, do you get that extra push when you're hearing that the, the cadets support you, or did that happen in your career? So we, you know, I got to actually see it kind of uh, <clears throat> evolve, where not a lot of not a lot of love for the the Army team when I was a freshman. You know, we had coming off a bunch of losing seasons, uh, freshman year three and nine, sophomore year three and nine. You know, junior year, five and seven with, you know, arguably, you know, we could have been, you know, seven and five with two field goals, you know, to win the game. We, we missed two field goals to win games to, you know, that would win games to end the game, uh, make us bowl eligible that year, which was um, – but like that year, the core started seeing like, oh, wait, we, we can win. Um, and then our senior year, we had a lot of success away – you know, we had a thing saying on my senior year, every time we got every time we got on a plane my senior year, we won a football game. 
You know, we kept saying we should fly down to Philadelphia, you know, instead of taking a bus because we can't lose when we get on a plane. Uh, of course, you know, funding or whatever, we didn't do that uh, and we lost. But, you know, so I always just – I always tell – I always told Coach, uh, you know, if you would have just flown us, we could have beat him. Uh, but, you know, the core saw us winning away, even though we weren't winning at home. But we had a really good game against Hawaii where – we got down like 21 nothing, and then we fought back uh, and lost on a, a last a last minute play. And then, you know, we beat the Citadel uh, or we beat VMI at home. I think that was our only win at home that year. Um, or we might have beat Temple too. But yeah, we um, it was uh, it was good to see the court. You know, you get emails from your 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 classmates or junior cadets about the way you play is inspiring or the way you play is what army football is, or, you know, you get it from, and it's not, it's not coming from a fan. It's coming from a future, you know, a brother in arms um, where they have the humility to one, like tell their classmate, Hey, like you inspire me, which is not always, you know, for a 19 to 21 year old male, like, you know, not everybody's got the best ego at that time in their life. Um, so it's, the, the amount of love and support um, and fanship that we got out of the core cadets, my really my junior and senior year was awesome. Uh, and we saw it turn. And then, of course, they all really believed that we could have beat Navy that year, and we didn't. But we had, we had a bunch of cadets come. You know, they were on leave. They were on Christmas leave. Still came to watch us play in the bowl game. And I think that was really kind of when I looked around, I saw my friends that were just cadets or other sports guys um, that were on leave that just happened to, you know, decide to buy a ticket to a bowl game. I think it's when I really felt really proud of being a member of not just the Army football team, but a core cadets and that I, I really do feel connected to them. No doubt. Um, ben, if we could talk about the transition from West Point to the military and how um, everything if you could talk about that and how, how, how you, how does one end up flying Apache helicopters? You know, how, how, how did that come about with you? Uh, okay. Transition from West point to the military. Um, yeah. So for, for me, it was when you made the branch selection, um, it was aviation. Um, I, my, my thought was as if I was going to go to the army or, wanted to do something that was pretty cool. And I thought flying helicopters would be a pretty cool job, which it ended up being, uh, it's a really cool job. Um, I would also say that mentality is changes. So, um, I just remember a lot of times during my time at West point, um, a lot of times my mentality was I'm going to get in the army as fast as I can. And then I'm going to get out and I'm going to go do something else. And what I found Sal is I thought what I found out was the army was pretty cool. Like I really enjoyed this job. Um, I really enjoyed the people. I really enjoyed the soldiers. I really enjoyed the responsibility. Um, there were a lot of cool things and it just, I just wish uh, like I could tell that more to whether it's kids that are, you know, players that are thinking about going to West Point as recruits or those that are, are at West Point, like, Hey, listen, I'm going to go in the army and get out as fast as I can. Uh, and Steve can probably speak more to it. I mean, Steve, what year are you in now? Uh, 
I'm in year nine or yeah, going on year 10. Okay. So Steve's in year nine and, and during that process, Sal left West Point, transitioned in the military, Fort Walker, Alabama, high school. Um, and uh, not a lot of ball players went to Ryan. So, you know, guys that were in the four cadets, those were the guys that I hung out with and I hung out with them more and more and uh, really enjoyed it. And, and then, you know, Met about my military career, you know, Fort Bragg, Korea, Fort Hood, um, and then over to Iraq where, you know, I commanded out there. And um, and then I made the decision um, when I was coming out of uh, uh, Iraq uh, after I was a company commander that I really wanted to coach football. And Coach Ross had sent an email and I thought it was somewhat fate, like, all right, you know, I got to do this. And so I was sitting in Doha, which is out in the Middle East there, and I saw this email. And so I didn't leave the military because I didn't like it. I mean, I I really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the job. I enjoyed the people. I just wanted to – I just really wanted to coach football. I just really at that time wanted to be like, you know, I don't want to be 50 years old and say, you know, I could have been a good football coach. And so – that's that's where I made that transition from West Point to the military and military to the league. Yeah, um, yeah, Sal. What was it? Echo, just to okay. echo what Coach K said. I mean, uh, there's me and numerous Army football players like you. We're doing five years. We're getting out. Going to go dominate the corporate world or go get in the football world or or whatever. I mean, I can't. I mean, all of us at one point had said that. Um, a couple of us did it. But just like Coach K said, I'm, I'm on, you know, I'm on year 10. Uh, man, I'm looking at another 10 years um, before I'm thinking about getting out. But I'm, I'm, you know, and when I retire at 43 from the Army, if I do 20, all I want to do is go be the best high school football coach in whatever town, like, that I choose. You know, I, I still have, you know, I coach, I coach kids in my community, you know, every weekend on footwork and speed work. And, and, you know, I just do that in my neighborhood with all the kids ages eight to 14, just grab them up and give them an hour, hour and a half on Saturdays of just footwork drills. And, um, you know, I got, I got offered to, in my spare time coach at the Fort Campbell high school, coach the football team at Fort Campbell high school. I want to do it, but right now in my life, it is, you know, my military career is obviously number one. And, I think I the parallels from Army football to being a military officer to being a coach or being someone who's part of a team, it just all is so – there's so many parallels that, you know, between hard work, accountability, do your job, um, but then, like, caring for one another and then wanting to see your teammate do well or – the person that you're coaching, uh, uh, you know, it just kind of comes naturally to, you know, uh, maybe it's all a football player, but, but specifically Army football player, and I'm just speaking because I know, is it just comes naturally um, the, with the coaching and, and being, you know, a mentor as, a, as an officer. So Yeah, Sal, I'd caveat, I'd, I'd caveat that as well in that, that oftentimes people want to draw this parallel between football and war. Like, hey, you know, football for war. I, you know, I, I don't necessarily know about all that. But as Steve alluded to, I would suggest to you that there is a parallel between being an Army officer or in the military and being a coach. Because when you are in the military, you are coaching. You are coaching 
uh, kids you're inspiring. And the same thing here in the NFL um, or, you know, at West Point, you're, you're coaching, you're leading, you're teaching a, a skill, and then you're inspiring uh, those individuals to do something that they couldn't otherwise do by themselves. And so I think that is the thing that's really cool about being in the military and being a coach. Yeah, talking to Justin Schaff last night about the whole transition from the military to the NFL, he said the same thing. You know, he said you learn a lot in the military that definitely helps you out at, at, that, at that level in the NFL. How much was it, Ben? Well, How much well was- one thing I would say to you, Sal, is one thing I do want to see that I would pay money to see is, you know, Justin was here in Atlanta with, uh, with me. Mm-hmm. I would love to see the Steve Anderson tackling shop in an Oklahoma drill. That is one thing I think our viewers – would really like to see because both of them I see Justin both of them look like Steve play. <laughs> yeah, well, me and Shaf had lockers right next to each other, forty nine and fifty. So uh, I'll take I'll take that all day. I I mean, look, place your bet, Sal. Place your bet. But I'm as good once as I ever was. So I got one Oklahoma drill, and then I'm I'm to the drinks with some bourbon and, and laying on my couch. <laughs> nice. I might have to go with Justin in that case, Ben. I might have to go. I have to go with Justin in that case. Uh, he's just hey, he's just poking the bear, Steve. He doesn't mean it. He's just trying to poke the bear. He's trying to. He's just trying to get you fired up. I'm gonna come up there to New York, so I'll show you how much you know. <laughs> Forget about it. that. Doesn't be no contest. That'll be over in a hurry, man. Um, Ben, what was it like just to f- fulfill, I guess, the fulfillment to get to the NFL and, be, and, and to coach at that level, right? I mean, was that how, is that how you would describe it? To, to, to yeah, I, I, don't know if I, I don't know if I would look at it as, as like fulfillment. Um, yeah. I still think the journey is, is continuing. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see uh, when I made the transition. So, again, I, I left, you know, Iraq, and then I went to the prep school for a few years before Coach Sutton, who was the defensive coordinator with the Jets, called up and said, hey, um, I got a job here for you. You're going to be underpaid and overworked, but you can get into the league. And, um, you know, I, I jumped on it. So I didn't see that as, like, fulfilling something. Um, yeah. I just saw that more as part of the journey, and, you know, the journey is uh, is, is, is still continuing. So – uh, it's been it's been awesome uh, in regard to um, you know the players. There's sometimes a perception out there about you know the NFL and NFL players, and and maybe it's not as positive as it should be at times. And I would just suggest to you, Sal, that uh, these guys that play on Sunday and that I've been able to coach are dedicated, hardworking players. Uh, they want to do the right thing um, and. Uh, um, they're great to be around. They're really good people, and um, they are really good players. Like, there was a time that I thought that I could play in the National Football League. After being in the NFL for 15 years, I can assure you that I could have never played in the National Football League. Um, and I think, you know, from the Army guys, it just it, it speaks volumes to what – Alejandro has done in Pittsburgh at the left tackle position. I mean, I think, you know, that that's, that's a movie. I mean, that is, uh, that, that could be a movie, uh, you know, and then, you know, the Riley kid that's with Philadelphia and uh, Toth that's with, you know, those, those guys have done a great job. And it's really cool to see when guys from army 
are you know making it now. You know they're kind of they're letting them go and they're getting more and more uh, time. But I am one that would not have been able to do that. <laughs> I know that man needs to know his limitations. I know mine. Yeah, I mean, do you, how much did you how much did you follow the team this year? Were you able? I know it, pretty busy schedule. Were you able to, to keep an eye on the team this year at all and, and see? Army's team? Yeah, Army. I'm sorry, Army. Yeah. Uh, I was able to follow it enough to know that that is a good football team that a lot of people don't want to play. That That's what I know. Um, I think they're tough. I think they're resilient. Um, I think that uh, what Coach Munkin has done up there is an, he's done an awesome job. Um, you know, they the thing about here, here's what, what I've seen. And again, you're right. I haven't seen it all. Here's what I love about Army football right now is they know what they are. They know they're tough as shit. They know that they can run the football. They know they can control the clock. They know if they limit turnovers. And the thing that I saw that was different, Sal, that, I mean, they're very, they were very good on defense. Like their, their talent level on defense is as good as I remember seeing. And you're right. I don't watch it all year long. I saw a handful of games, but from what I've seen, that is a football team. People do not want to play. Yeah, and you look at what they um, accomplished this year, considering the circumstances, right? See, we've talked about this a lot, considering the circumstances. That's a first-year defensive coordinator. That's a defense that didn't have a lot of returning starters back, um, that had to replace uh, a two-year starter and Cole Christensen in the middle, and uh, it, it, it had a little seamless start. They started off real strong with a shutout, and they almost shut out Louisiana Monroe, and it just kind of – uh, they just gained, kept on gaining momentum. And when you, that Cincinnati team that they played, very good. And that was a game down to the wire where the defense, it was a 24-10 final, but the defense um, didn't give up much in that game either. So, I mean, it just shows, like Coach Kawika was talking about, just the talent has increased and maybe we'll see some more uh, guys down the road, you know, head to the, uh, get a chance to play in the NFL. So Yeah, and, you know, stats don't, tell everything they just they tell a lot of things and when you have the number one total defense in college football in division one it doesn't matter and you played a full schedule 12 games um doesn't really matter you know you can say you know schedule and and whatever i mean you're still playing 12 division one football teams um and you have to you have to do that every single week and perform every single week and um, so just really, you know, like you said, Sal, a first year defensive coordinator, you know, as much as I love coach Bateman, I love to see how well he was doing at North Carolina. Um, it's good that, uh, new, new, the new coach came in, was able to get those guys on board. You know, I know coach Bateman was well liked by a lot of the players. Um, and they just, you know, just super proud. I mean, number one total defense in the country is, is something that, you know, nobody can take away from them. The, the one thing that I would share um, is that I really enjoyed about that team is the energy and brotherhood that Steve talked about permeates through the screen. Like you can feel them. You can feel their energy. You can feel their juice. You can feel their lottery. I mean, you can feel that. And, you know, when I watch that, I mean, if I was a 17, 18-year-old kid in high school and I was thinking about going to West Point, I mean – that that's a that's a pretty good ad for it. Yeah, um, just watching um, this year's team, there really wasn't. I mean, it seemed like it, it was a total team effort in a lot of these games. It wasn't just one um, player going off in a game on offense or defense. I mean, it was really um, 
it was a brotherhood. It was they really played together, and that's uh, that's something that can be said a lot about Army teams. No doubt, Ben, your success, the success that you had on the football field, had to be like you know geared toward right the team because. Well, well, I I I think that you know you mentioned playing hard. Like Army has historically always played hard. I mean, they, they play hard. I mean, that's that's that, that's non-negotiable. That's a starting point. Where they're different now, Sal, when I watch them, is their talent level is better. They're just better um, than than I I can remember seeing them. That's and you know, and that 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 feeds into a lot of things. I mean, that feeds into winning. That feeds into the core cadets. That feeds into a culture. That feeds into a environment that just reads what army is all about. Um, I think uh, general McConville said it post game against air force or Navy or something. I mean, our, our mission is to win and um, the army wins. And now it's really, really refreshing and rewarding to see that on the field. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, the, the winning the commander in chief's trophy and back to back weeks against Navy and air force. That's something that may not happen ever again, you know, because this, the schedule that's that, that's not, that's a, it, it was um, definitely a, a different year. You know, you had a, yeah. just to get those games played, just to get those games played. Yeah, and, and, and I would say this, Sal, is having been in it, whether it's at the National Football League level, I was part of the college level, uh, the commitment and that, that those players, the coaching staff, the training staff, everyone associated with just to get, get to where, you know, you played a national title game. It looks like you're going to, you know, you're playing the NFL playoffs. Looks like you're going to play a Super Bowl. Uh, to do that and what's going on around in the country is a compliment uh, to all of these because uh, it's not easy. It, 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 it's not. And they have done a tremendous job. And I think that just that just reflects the love that that players, coaches and those associated have for the game. Yeah, I talked to Justin Schaff about what it's like to be a scout during this time, you know, just without the you don't have the senior bowl games anymore, right? You don't have, um, you know, who knows about pro days and stuff. You might have pro days at certain colleges, but maybe others not. Um, what, what was it like? What, what was it like in this year in the league to, to go through that, you know, from, from the, from the preseason to get to the, the start of the season? How, uh, what was that like? How, what, how, what type of challenge was that? Um, multiple challenges on multiple levels. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a lengthy discussion. I would just suggest to you that, um, you know, every day was a different challenge and you really had to be like water. I mean, cause you just didn't know. I mean, even look at like what happened with the Cleveland Browns this week before they played Pittsburgh. I mean, they have one practice, which is on a Friday and then you're losing this guy. So um, I think that's a whole other, other, you know, discussion, but very difficult, very challenging, demanding environment. And like I said, I think it's just a compliment to not only the NFL, but I mean, Steve, you said it. Army played what they played 11, 12 games. I mean, that's a, to do that in this environment is a Herculean effort. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's it's also you know not just you know, um, you know, uh, following protocols and you know all the rules and regulations that you know you're set forth and doing all the right things. I mean, guys can still get it by doing it all the right things, which now you're adding the other element of frustration with the players, like, you know, going to coaches or, you know, I've seen it with, I've seen it with soldiers and I've seen it around the community where, 
you know, guys are like, look, I'm doing all the right stuff. Like, I'm trying to win. I'm trying to earn a paycheck. I'm trying to be here for my team. Like, this is bull, you know, this is bull, essentially. Like, I feel fine. And, you know, usually when a guy has a flu or he's extremely sick, like, he knows the betterment for the team is to kind of sit out. But when a guy feels perfectly fine, you know, you got to just, you know, like Coach said, be like Waters. Like, look, these are – this is what we're going through right now. And this is, these are the regulations and the rules that we're going through. Uh, but it's the same thing, um, you know, you, you know, in or, any organization that – um, you have people that want to be a part of a team and be a part of winning. It, it, you have to you have to remember that a lot of players um, that are asymptomatic are super frustrated that they can still perform and help the team win, but aren't allowed to. I think it was pretty. Um, there were no excuses with Army toward the end of the year when you heard that they were close to fifty guys on the roster not available for like Navy, Air Force, or the bowl game. That was an excuse. You know, the guys showed up and played, and those backups, you know, the guys who got a chance to play made the most out of it. So that's what I think it's all about pretty much. So, yeah. Just another just another parallel in football in the Army. It's next man up. Like, that's just – that's the way you practice, and that's the way the mentality is. If guy rolls an ankle, you know, you're now first string. Um just, uh, but yeah, absolutely. Nothing, nothing probably proved next man up more than COVID this year with guys being perfectly, you know, just testing positive, but having no symptoms and, and not being able to play. So, um, yeah. No doubt. Maybe we'll wrap this up by just asking uh, Ben, what, what's the future hold for you? Uh, what's, what's, what's next for you? Do you think um, continuing coaching or what, what, what's, what's down the line for you? Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not sure, uh, Sal. We'll see. Um, we're just going to take the best option uh, that presents itself. Uh, you know, in the, in the coaching world, whether it's at the college or the NFL level, you know, the carousel spins a little bit here, and so where the chairs end up, we'll see how it uh, uh, ends up. Uh, I really, really enjoyed my time down here in Atlanta. Um, Coach Quinn is. Uh, one of the best coaches, not one of the best coaches, one of the best leaders that I've ever been around. I mean, he would, uh, uh, you know, if he's not a, a defensive coordinator or a head coach, he'd be a he'd be a general in the or a colonel or a general in the army because he's got those kind of leadership qualities. So uh, we'll see how we'll see how it all shakes out. It's kind of like the COVID. We're going to be like water and uh, see how it goes. I just know that I, I love the game and um, you know we'll see what opportunity uh, what opportunity presents itself. Gotcha. Hey, Steve, you have any parting shots for uh, for for uh, Ben? Sorry, I was muted. No, I, I think uh, I think one thing that I you know, coaches' future wherever it goes, he wants to be like water. You know, anything if any if anybody tells you anything about Coach K is that the man's going to be successful wherever he lands. So not concerned i know he'll you know he'll represent the brotherhood well and you know i just look forward to continuing to follow in his career and um you know hopefully link up in person you know once uh kind of covid goes down and we get some free time and we just happen to be around the same area and just drink a beer and just share stories um he's he's like i said he'll, he'll always be one of my mentors we'll set up that oklahoma drill right we'll set up the oklahoma drill we're gonna fight justin 
Uh, one, uh, maybe you know we'll, we'll get that going. I think I think we owe you know two Oklahoma drills and or maybe we do the best out of three. We just see how that works out. There you go, guys. Yeah. I appreciate the time. We really enjoyed spending it. Yeah, really appreciate it. Good seeing you. You too, Steve. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, Ben. It was a real fun chat. Um, for everybody else, uh, please follow us on uh, the, the podcast platforms, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Tim. Thank you for listening to the Black Knight Nation podcast with your host, Sal Interdonato. For more information on your Army Black Knights, visit blackknightnation.com.